Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me. If I've learned anything in my 15, 16 years of being saved, it's that God is consistent. His word doesn't change, his truth doesn't change. And you know, I find it that it is common for him to give me something, whether it's a word or a vision or an idea or just a feeling. And then he gives someone else the same thing. I think I've spoken before about how my church is super small, yet among the half dozen of us, we will come together on a Sunday morning and two or three of us will have the same thing on our heart. Maybe we had similar dreams, or maybe God's just been impressing upon us in our prayer time to focus on certain things. A similar thing happened. We had Bible study. There were only four of us at this Bible study. And one person toward the end decided to talk about what was on her heart. And she brought up something that has been on my heart for, well, probably a year or two, actually, When I look at my podcast episodes, March of 2019, just a couple months after I started this years ago, I talked about this because I felt like it was something that was happening at the time and I feel like it's something that's still happening. It's something that's in progress. We were talking about following Christ. We were talking about when Jesus moves from explaining the Beatitudes to explaining why he's here. He talks about really the two things that propped up the Jewish faith, which were the law and the prophets. And he said, I didn't come here to abolish them. I didn't come here to rewrite the law. I came here to fulfill them. And what he was saying was, I came here to show you how the law and the prophets are to be held correctly and what that means for your faith. If you look at prophecy correctly, it leads you to me. If you follow the law correctly, it's going to make you behave in a certain way. It doesn't save. Jesus saves. The law simply reflects to us our own sinful nature and how we fall short. But Jesus said that he was there to fulfill that law, which meant that he was going to show us how to actually live according to it. And what Jesus is really saying when he says, you know, I'm here to fulfill the law and the prophets, he's saying, I'm here to show you what faith actually is. I'm here to show you what it is to walk in the correct faith because you can follow the law superficially you can be like a pharisee and fast and pray in a very public way so that you bring some kind of honor or glory to yourself or you can pray and fast in the correct way which is what bible tells us it's between you and the father hide yourself away pray in a closet what is done in secret is rewarded before men But what is done before men for the sake of being recognized or being known, well, that's not done in humility. That's not the way we are to practice our faith. So Jesus was telling them, you've been taught incorrectly. Your religious leaders are teaching you the wrong way. I'm here to teach you the right way. So at the end of Bible study, the sister of mine starts talking about how, look, there's a lot of gray out there. I feel like we're getting to a point where there's going to be a a line drawn in that gray. It's going to be black and it's going to be white. And there's a lot of compromise in the church right now that needs to be resolved. When that line is drawn, we might see a great divide within the church. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks because again, for at least two years now, God's been impressing the same thing upon me. 
And that impression, that idea has really driven a lot of things in my faith because it makes me always question whatever I'm taught, whatever I'm learning, whatever I try to teach. I think to myself, black and white, black and white. We gotta make sure that we're doing this the right way. We gotta make sure that we use discernment through the Holy Spirit to learn what God's word is actually saying so that we're studying the right thing the right way, so that we're teaching the right thing. So she brought this up and it kind of floored me because it's always on my mind and it's something that I didn't realize I was really teaching about during Bible study going over that section of scripture, I believe Matthew chapter five. And it just confirmed for me that God is doing something. And he's doing something that's not done yet. You ever get what you feel like is a word from God? Or you get this idea, this impression that something is coming, something is going to happen. And so you pray into that and you wait for that and you look for signs. And after a while, there's nothing. And maybe after a while of that, you kind of forget that you even got that impression or that word from God because this thing hasn't happened yet. Time can really mess with us because God's timing is not the same as ours. We live inside time. He lives outside time. He created time. So for him, what might take 10, 15, 20 years for us, that's a blink of an eye to him. So the things that God places on our hearts don't always come to fruition right away or anywhere near right away. And God has to remind us, keep thinking about this, keep focusing on this. Uh, you didn't hear wrong five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. You didn't hear me wrong. I, I said that, you got it right. It's just not time yet. And so to hear her talk about that, when I know that we've talked about it in my church in the last two years, I talked about it on here and looking at how the world is going right now, the direction of our American culture, as Christians, we have, we have some issues here. When we can't agree on what is actually sin and what is acceptable and good, that's a problem. We're the church. We're one big church called to unity in the spirit. We can't function if we're not united in something as simple as what we believe is evil, wrong, sinful, and what we believe is good holy, righteous, and just. If we know God, we know these things. And so if we're not in agreement on these things, and if we have parts of the church that are accepting and pushing forward agendas that are clearly against the word of God, our teachings, the way he created us, what he wants us to be, then there's a problem. This great divide that at least a handful of us see coming down the pike, this great divide that I actually think is, is really necessary. I see it as a time of discouragement as well as encouragement. The encouragement will start there, start with the good. That's gonna come because we're gonna see people stand for Christ, stand for God and what he holds true. And that's it, they're gonna stand on his truth. They're not gonna care about anything else. That's gonna encourage our faith to do the same thing. Then there's gonna be discouragement that discouragement will come in the form of people we know and love who, you know, they're Christians, right? They love Jesus, just like us, who are gonna stand on the side of sin or large factions of the church, large denominations that as a group decide, no, we are going to accept this. We're okay with that. 
And they're not going to say they're compromising and they're not going to think they're compromising, but they're compromising. That's going to be discouraging. It's going to be discouraging for us to see how many people we think are on the side of Jesus. But at the end of the day, they're really not. They'll bow to the ways of this world. It only takes one bad apple to spoil the bunch. And when it comes to righteousness, when it comes to purity, when it comes to holiness, all of these are absolute. If you're 99% holy and 1% unholy, you're unholy. If you're 99.9% pure and you have that 0.1% of impurity somewhere in there, you're impure. These are absolutes. And God is calling for his church to stand on the side of absolute truth. To be saved and to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ is something that's complete. It's full. It's whole. You don't get 99% saved. You're not 80% clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You don't get to keep dipping your toes in that fountain of impurity. Let me tell you what I believe is the most important thing for us right now. It is our personal spiritual growth in Christ. We need to make sure that we are protected because temptation will come. We will be tempted to compromise what we believe in even what seem like really small, almost insignificant ways, but we can't fall to that temptation. We need wisdom and discernment so that we can remain faithful. We need to know what God stands for. We need to know what the Word of God says. We need to know His character so that when we are presented with those lies, we will see them for what they are. We will know that, no, this is not right. This is wrong. This is not God. This is not truth. This is not holiness. This is something altogether different. We individually got to get in the Word. We got to get in line with the Holy Spirit. We have to make sure that we are protected, that we know the difference between the black and the white. We need to make sure that we can recognize the gray. That's almost white, but not exactly. That's important. The Bible tells us that God wants people who are going to worship in spirit and in truth. And Jesus himself said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? What the Father and Son are saying is that they desire those who are going to seek the truth. Not their truth, not their own truth, not a couple little nuggets of truth they like and then, well, I'll discard the rest. Not most of the truth, but yeah, not the difficult things I can't really reconcile with the other things that I think. God wants us to know the objective truth. And that's what he wants in someone who's going to worship him. Is someone who seeks that out, someone who believes that, someone who practices that, no matter what comes up against them. If we know what it is to worship in spirit and in truth, then yes, the Son of Man will find faith when he returns. And that's where we want to be. The time is getting closer and closer to the return of Christ. The time is getting closer and closer to this demarcation even within God's church. And we need to make sure that we know the truth. Who it is that we worship. What is he? He's holy. He's our King. He's our God. These are fundamental truths of our faith. 
and they're the beginnings of what we cannot compromise on. But there is so much more to learn to make sure that we are worshiping in spirit and in truth. Father, thank you, God, that you lead us, that you direct us, that you share with us your secrets, God, so that we would know you fully, God, that we would have the wisdom and the courage to stand for your truth, not to be deceived by the lies of the enemy, God. Prepare us even today to be victorious when that day comes, when the gray goes away and all that's left is black and white, Father, we want to be standing on the side of truth. Father, give us the desire and the discipline to put in the work, to put in the time, God, to increase our knowledge of you and your ways, that they would become our ways, Father. We love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.